Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Mim. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favourite podcast listening platforms. So I have a confession to make. Okay. (laughs) What have you bought? (laughs) Exactly, I've bought something. (laughs) Oh. I was going through a rough patch. It was a real moment of weakness. I've been having this for the past few weeks. Oh. And um, the first hurdle I thought I'd gotten over, I was like, I really wanted to get stuff and I didn't pat on the back to me. And then um, I got those UGG trainers from Vista. Mm-hmm. And that really wasn't the thing that like. But do you, so do you think buying those unlocked? No, I don't, I don't even okay. think so. I think it was just me. Like I, I still had a. a you think it was just the time, the place, the mood. Yeah. Because I started thinking to myself, like, you know what? I know I'm not going to do the whole year. That's just not in my nature. <laughs> <laughs> but like a good time to start buying stuff again was, would be in the summer, summer sale, I've got some like weddings and things I have to go to this year, uh, potentially going on holiday. And I thought I can justify buying the stuff that I've kind of held out for when it's at a cheaper price at a time when it makes sense to buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my plan. I was like, I can at least do six months, you know. Oh, hold on. Let me preface this by saying any new listeners out there, just to let you know what I'm talking about is that I'm on a no buying clothes year thing. It's like a no buy year, but exclusively for clothes. And I'm three months in and I've just bought and bought stuff. So that hasn't gone very well. Um, But yeah, then I started getting the feeling like I really want to buy something. Like I've been seeing stuff and browsing websites more and you know I just I enjoy buying new clothes and wearing it I do and that's just (laughs) that's my toxic trait okay (laughs) hi my name's Mim (laughs) and I enjoy buying new things oh god yeah and (laughs) hi Mim (laughs) oh yeah 
So I was on, um, I actually bought two items, but on the same website, same transaction. So I don't know if you shop on Brand Alley. I don't. Oh, it's great. Do it. Or don't if you don't want to buy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, the first thing I bought, and I'm a sucker for whistles. We've spoken about this before. And on Brand Alley, they have lots of whistle stuff that is discounted. Not fake discount prices, like legit discount prices. Um, and I can attest they're real whistle stuff because <laughs> they don't seem like knockoffs. Um, so I bought a puffer coat. It's like a okay. long one, button down puffer coat. It's in cream. And I was like, you know, we had a cold snap this week, didn't we? We had snow. <laughs> You're going to wear that for five minutes and then I it's going to be summer. I know. There's always next year, though. Yeah. I am an absolute sucker for a good coat. Yeah. I cannot help it. I have. And if you like a coat, I do think that is one of the few things to really. It's hard. It's hard to like a coat. Yeah. Yeah. And also you need in this country, you need coats of different colors. Yeah, you do. And I don't have a cream one, a long one. That's cream. That's puffer. And also the price was really good. It was £85 for a Whistles coat. Come on. Yeah, happy with that. Come on. Then the second thing I bought um, are these ankle boots, leather ankle boots. They look very um, Isabel Morant, you know, with like the mm-hmm. wedged knife heel thing. Yeah. Um, from Reese, but off Brand Alley. But they yeah. were Reese boots. I can't wait to get them. I do not regret my decision besides the feeling of me being a bit of a failure, a bit of a failure. But Um, but you weren't, you're not doing it to sort of, to, um, to be a winner. You're doing it to sort of realign your habits. Yeah. But did I have I three months is not really like, so I'm going to think just, it's more than a lot of people could do. Cause true. even when I say to myself, Oh, I haven't bought something for a while. It's like two weeks. <laughs> and it's probably, yeah. It'd be like two weeks or maximum a month. Um, mm-hmm. And then you forget that like, Oh, but you bought like some sunglasses. It's like, that kind of counts, you know, it's like certain things. Um, yeah. So yeah. So probably- I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon though. I think another three months, it's a summer sale, is it not? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think quarterly might be my cadence. Mm. No, maybe I can do, I'm not, an, I can't shop once a year. That's not me. I haven't been able to do six months yet. So maybe quarterly is my vibe. What's your fashion story? (laughs) (laughs) My fashion story is that H&M have just launched their collab with Iris Apfel. Is that how you say her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, it, Iris Apfel is like a really brightly colored lady. 
Um, and these clothes are so much fun, really loud. Like everyone would recognize her. She's like got the iconic glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually a read. I know we actually give H&M quite a tough ride. Yeah. Um, but I always actually think their collaborations Mm -hmm. are brilliant because the quality is a higher standard than their in-store regular range the range is really colorful they're sort of like a green sort of feathery or faux fur jacket there's just such bright colors and I think it's sort of a really fun expression it's a really great representation of her Mm -hmm. um and I just really like it I'm sure it's sold out probably immediately as all these H&M collabs do Mm-hmm. But I I kind of really like this, and I think um and other stories did um a collab with an artist as well um well and I quite like it when it's not necessarily just like a fashion designer that's an homage or it's an ode to somebody um I think it's quite cool mm. I think yeah. it's more like like we've been talked so many times about how collabs have to be worth it for them to really exist these days otherwise it's really oversaturated mm-hmm. but I do think it's quite cool when you cross yeah like that an artist you use their prints for something or it's a style icon like um Iris and you like use her as your muse I just mm-hmm. think that's really cool yeah I think you're right in that H&M are really good with collaborations mm-hmm. and the brands that they work with I think yeah it, it makes sense for H&M to do this kind of high low collab with different brands and I mean Iris Abfell she's a she's an icon especially a fashion icon or style icon for older women Mm middle-aged women and upwards she's what in her 80s 90s something like that now she's a really bold dresser and as you said iconic in terms of you see the way she dresses is very unique to her and very playful and yeah, I quite like it. And also to mention Fendi's latest collection, they've got loads of like their peekaboo range is um, has like this motif on it that's designed by an artist. I can't remember his name, mm. but it's like pastel colors, pastel blue, pinks and stuff. And it's an illustration on the front of the bag. Um, so yeah, artist collabs are nice actually. Um, well done. I better have a little Google of what H&M comes up with because she's not yeah. a designer. That's the no. thing. So, so uh, yeah, I don't know if they, it's, it's even more interesting because there's sort of not an existing. So it, I guess it's it designing stuff that she would wear or inspired yeah. by things she has previously worn. Um, it's just fun. It's playful. I think it's an excuse for them to experiment. Um. And also, yeah. you know what I think it really does do? We, we've said that this should be the reason and a driving force behind a collab. I think it brings people through H&M's doors who maybe have left them behind or don't sh- shop there. Like, yeah. for sure, I would have picked up stuff, but I'm trying to not get so many, like, trend-led or, like, very out-there stuff. I'm trying to buy things that even if they have a bit of character are like are going to be more more of a staple or carry through because I just do notice that the things that I'm like yeah that's really cool 
I wear it just for the sort of that one season or and you naturally just gravitate away from it if it is more trend driven even though I'm not really a very trend led dresser um I get what you mean mm, yeah it's tough out there I think you're right um, in that it has the potential to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it has the potential to pull back in those who used to shop at H&M who no longer want to spend their money there yeah. for whatever reason um, and as long as she comes out with some quite unique pieces which is very hard to do in today's fashion mm-hmm. industry because we've seen it all before type thing but as long as they come out with some fresh pieces and yeah I I believe it will sell out as well yeah uh, what is your fashion story so mine is about it's also about collab because you oh, can't escape these things. we can't get rid of them <laughs> they're everywhere though um is a collaboration that was released last Saturday. You may have seen some of the fora, fora about it. And it was the Omega and Swatch Watch collaboration. Ooh. Yeah. So, Swatch. I remember, Swatch, do you remember Swatch Watches when we were kids? Yeah. See, this is the thing. The Swatch Watch, the brand, and there's actually Swatch, the group that owns yeah. all of these watch. I say all of them, but... Lots lot. of very prestigious watch brands. They're the LVMH of like the watch world. Yeah, exactly. They are. So Swatch Watch, the brand, <laughs> yeah, has collabed with like their sister company, Omega, um, to release a version of the Speedmaster. Now, if you're a if you're a watch lover, speed an Omega Speedmaster is like the Omega to get. It's their most popular, probably one of their most expensive watches. And so this version was called the Moon Swatch. Ooh. Yeah, there was like, I can't remember, maybe there's like seven different versions, different colorways, and they're named after different planets. You've got Jupiter, you've got Mars, you've got Moon, you've got Saturn, and they're all different colors. They are actually quite nice. Now, they are made out of plastic because it's a Swatch watch, but who cares? You know, it's still, it's still a vibe. So... As I was saying, this watch was released last Saturday and they were released in the store, Swatch stores in like London, Tokyo, Paris, Rome, Dubai, Amsterdam, like all these major cities where they have stores. And people were camping out the night before. People were rushing stores. People were getting violent. I think, was it London or was it somewhere else where the police were called? It was mad. Like people were, it was like Black Friday, but at Swatch Watch Store. Yeah. And you, I'm sure you can wow. see some videos online. You can find them. So the thing is, this watch actually retails at £207. So it's not even that expensive. But it's, that's probably why. Huh? That's probably why, because people, that's the cheapest you're ever going to get an Amiga watch for. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I think it's worth saying I think we're even very unaware of the watch world. When we talked to a friend of the podcast, Brian Sakawa, and um, he loved his watches and was really into them. But the watch world is really niche and it has a real, it has a Isn't real it? support system. It has yeah. its real fan club. Mm. So I could imagine if you're a watch lover and a watch fan, watch collector, which is, 
probably one of the most popular th- fashion items men and women collect. Yeah. Um, and things that that's something that gets passed down through generations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could imagine that this is a really big deal. To me, I don't I don't know the watch world that well, mm-hmm. but I could imagine in that in that like imagine Rolex did a collab with like oh, Casio, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd I'd want my mitts on that. Yeah. It's <laughs> the closest I'm gonna get to Rolex. Exactly. Um so yeah. you know, and people do have allegiances as well. I imagine it's a bit like in fashion. People have allegiances. Mm-hmm. So you'll probably maybe a Rolex person or an Amiga. Like mm-hmm. there'll be things like that. Yeah. So I, I can imagine it being so. a real, a real thing. Yeah. So last I said last year I'm lying um only a few months ago before I, I remember eight, you were I was like with some I was like am I gonna risk it all and buy myself a watch I didn't um but I risk was just it all. <laughs> I would be though um I was like I was thinking about buying something commemorative for myself for yeah. like a big, a big birthday and so obviously I was like I I went and I actually tried on Rolexes because I was like why not love this yeah so it's free to try on guys go and try on so um yeah I was dabbling in the idea of buying myself a watch and so obviously naturally you start researching brands and whatnot and like that and also Mr Big is really into watches as well he's not like at the top of like the crazy mountain of like Mm. you know watch fanboys but he is interested in like watches yeah. and whatnot. And so we've kind of like talked about watches and like, oh, have you seen this one? Or like, what's your thoughts on this? And so I've I've slowly got an idea of how intense some of these guys can be. And it's not just men, there are lots of women yeah, yeah. Said, who buy watches. Um, but over the past couple of years, you know, when you've got like NFTs being sold and you've got like Bitcoin and like people are like investing more. And we talk about the price of luxury handbags going up. Mm. The same thing has been happening with watches, but like the resale market is insane. Yeah. Over the past couple of years. That's so true. I actually saw a really funny thing on Instagram today where it was a woman holding up like her Hermes handbag and saying, oh, you know, NFTs, this is like an NFT, but you can hold it. <laughs> and I, like, but it's it is it's true. Like there are these people buying NFTs because it's now a buzzword on the internet yeah. and whatever, but this is a tangible thing that's actually existed for a long time. And like, you're so right. Watches are arguably more than handbags, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like arguably more um because you get precious metals in them you get stones rubies diamonds all this if stuff. nothing else yeah they're worth their weight in their yeah. metal yeah um but yeah like watches is a real yeah it's crazy so i'm gonna um i'm gonna give you some numbers so they're being sold these watches okay. for 207 pounds now on the resale market they're going for about a thousand pounds on average, they are. yeah. On average, um, or at least in dollars, so I'm guessing this is just restricted to the states. Uh, the average price is nine hundred dollars for these watches, which is a two hundred and fifty percent above retail. Um, and you know, StockX, they do they're that resale market. You can mm. like trade and sell, yeah. like trainers and whatnot. 
they said that this collab was the best-selling watch release in the company's history and that 2,000 trades in less than a week had happened off the back of this release. Um, And that was the highest, um, this watch release, sorry, had the highest premiums that they had ever seen on their site. So it's mad. And it's funny because everyone went to run out and get this watch because they wanted them, of course, and they've gone to resell them or whatever. But Swatch has actually come out and said, guys, this is not a limited run. Like we're going (laughs) to, they're actually releasing more so you can buy them off the website. But you know what? I would also do that if I was Swatch because there need we need to have better systems in place that people can't go and do that. Mm. I actually think the real resale market for that is is disgusting. Yeah, it's just crazy, and yeah, I think that there has like you know it's like with concert tickets or whatever that somebody will just try and snatch them up. Say it's like a Billie Eilish concert, and yeah. they know that there'll be people desperate to go and pay silly money. Mm-hmm, so people mm-hmm. just make. I think that. It's fair enough if you buy something and in a few years' time you don't want it. Mm-hmm. But I think with the intention of doing that, um, we have to have a bit of a monopoly, like a monopoly on that. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, it's a great business, <laughs> great business plan, but yeah, um for the brand, it's probably not that helpful. And I, I think the, the point of this collaboration is to probably say, let's have a break with like only selling these hard to find watches because mm. that's what Omega is like their most popular styles will be hard to find in store you'll probably have to wait for one you know and have your watch essay kind of like hit you up and say we've got what you want available in store do you want it or not and it's yeah. quite hard and if you can I mean that's if you can get it at the Omega store you might have to buy it secondhand and I think it's probably a moment of respite from that as you said that whole resale market resellers whole thing and it's just nice to know that if you want the watch you can have it (laughs) if you want there's no craziness involved um so yeah I think it's it's refreshing so I I think I think we might order one in this household oh quite nice very nice yeah and I'm guessing it's a unisex style. Yeah, it's just one design, just different colours. Yeah, amazing. Love it. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at StyleOverSubstancePod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls or reach out to us at style over substance podcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories we also have a youtube channel style over substance podcast if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there back to the episode This week, we are actually talking about a collaboration of sorts. Mm. And we are talking all about 
Amazon, The Drop. Now, for those listeners out there, I don't know if you're familiar with Amazon, The Drop, but it's The Drop is Amazon's attempt to be part of the fashion world, let's say. Loads of other platforms, you know, selling clothes and having collaborations with influencers. And this is Amazon's way of trying to sell more clothes on their website because Mm. so far they haven't done a very good, they're not very successful (laughs) at selling clothes. Um, So the drop, if you haven't heard of it, is these micro collections that they have created partnered up with like our favorite Instagram influencers. And what's interesting about them is that they, Oh, limited runs. We'll get into that in a bit more detail, but they are like time sensitive. So you have to sign up on their website or sign up for text messages to be notified when this collaboration drops. And that's kind of the uniqueness of these collabs. And yeah, we thought we'd just talk about the whole idea of Amazon getting into fashion, mm-hmm. the way they've come into it and their plans to just like drop these micro collections and like why they're doing it and yeah just our general thoughts yeah and I'm actually going to surprise you then with a fat uh a stat okay Um, Amazon is actually the largest clothes retailer in the U.S. in the U.S. really because I remember reading a few years ago that they were struggling to kind of like enter in this the pandemic was a huge helping force so that's overtaking target and so I think it's like in the states um it's a it's responsible for 11 to 12 percent of of apparel retail um but that yeah is for sure because of the pandemic and then obviously we were locked down like that was Amazon's best year (laughs) ever Mm. um but yeah I'm gonna ask you have you ever bought fashion off Amazon no (laughs) and would you would you no Okay, taking the drop kind of aspect out of it, I wouldn't because I don't know about you, but the images on Amazon are shit. And I don't even buy branded things on Amazon because Mm -hmm. I feel that they're fake. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, there's certain categories of products that I don't buy on Amazon. Um, I like just the home stuff, you know, like generic stuff. I'm not eating it. It's just going in my house. Um, for fashion, I've perused their fashion bits and I just can't get with it. I, I don't know what I'm buying. The images aren't great. I'm not sure about the sizing, just the, the nature of how you shop for things on Amazon is not conducive to buying clothes. Mm. When you think about like the reason why we'll take a Zara, the reason why Zara is so successful at selling clothes is because their website is very curated. They don't sell everything like ASOS. Yeah, they don't try and flog ev- any everything. Yeah. Yeah. They have really well thought out collections. They have the basics and stuff, but they have collections. It's merchandised in a way. Um, you know that if you don't buy it now, you may never find this item again. It's not going on sale, so you better pay full price for it. And there are filters you can filter on, filter your size, the color, whatever. And so it's kind of, it's it's more of a relaxing experience. Mm. Amazon, it's just like, 
here there and everywhere what about you um I've never bought anything fashion related off there I mean if I have it would have been maybe a fancy dress costume oh yeah 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 you know um but I will say funnily enough before you suggested this topic for this week I've recently noticed that an influencer that I follow did a video where it was sponsored by Amazon fashion and she had like I guess curated I think you a bit like you know how people do it on like farfetch or whatever they can sort of tell you their curated rail or wardrobe or whatever oh, yeah mm-hmm. every fashion item she sort of she mentioned in a certain section of the video was from amazon and first of all my initial thoughts on clothing on amazon is the quality is going to be awful i've not bought anything i don't know that mm. is my preconceived idea yeah, so it's going to be pants way. and so i don't know what i'm paying for it's not super cheap no. either certain things so i'm like I don't want to pay 20 quid for really cheap satin pajamas. No, it's not a discount, is it? No. Um, And you're right. The pictures are like stock images. (laughs) There's not even every angle of something. It's not consistent. And one thing I really detest more than anything, and it happens on Amazon with other stuff, but I can get my head around it. But for clothing, I think it's unacceptable. Is like... You know, when it tells you that there's other colorways, mm-hmm. but then sometimes one of the other dresses is a totally different style. Oh, and yeah. it's just like one's got long sleeves and like, no, that that's, isn't that's an iteration of that other dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I don't think, I think you're right. I don't think their platform lends itself to a, a fun shopping experience. I wouldn't want to mm. peruse, I wouldn't even know what to put in to find mm. something that I'd want on there. Mm. But what really griped me more um, is that this lady, this influencer, she owns like Zimmerman dresses, which are like 700 quid. Yeah. Mm. She is buying all, like all of her wardrobe is high end. Like she has like Hermes boots, all of this stuff. She's got enough Hermes handbags. She's got um, stuff from like Karen Millen is probably like the lowest you would go on like the high street, sometimes mm-hmm. a few bits from H&M, but pr- really premium goods. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, are you really wanting me to believe that you want <laughs> yeah. that? You're trying to scam me. And I really like her and it's not me kind of like trying to diss her. But I was like, this doesn't go together. Mm-hmm. That's like you, in my head, it's like promoting Primark. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Again, going <laughs> back to like the drop. Yeah. Um, and it is, okay, first thing, it's completely centered around influencers. Yes. Like collections don't happen outside of them being yeah. partnered up with these influencers. Yeah. And it's quite it's quite a nice idea, I have to admit. Because yeah. there's a lot of people out there who have actually got Amazon drop collections. Um, but I remember following someone and them saying, like, oh, I've got my Amazon collection coming out. And what they tend to do, and I've seen it with a number of people, is like show the process of how they came to design this collection. But they're very quite like not basic styles, but they're quite simple. Mm. And 
I felt like you in the sense when I saw it, like you are trying to make me believe that you had any hand in designing any of this. I would, at at first, I thought it's much more likely that Amazon came to you and said, here are the, you know, like our basic products we've got, choose what you like and then pick a colour. You know, like in a very simplified way. I, At first I thought, I don't believe that you have designed any part of this collection. Mm. because it's, Or that it's you verbally dress. said, I think we need a really simple black dress that like... You know what I mean? Because it looks no like you could get it. from every store on the high street. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, mm, I don't quite believe it. The stuff might be nice. Mm. But I was like, I don't believe this is unique to you. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, again, I thought, what is the quality going to be like? Because I'm yeah. expecting like see-through stuff that's not lined, stuff that, you know, when people post images like this is what I ordered and this yeah. is what <laughs> And it's like the wish.com version. Yeah. In my mind, I was thinking, <laughs> is it going to be like that? I think also because maybe what how do we find out where this has been made you know like Mm. not that I am that kind of a um not retailer consumer Mm. I don't check that for everywhere that I shop but I very much judge the quality of a website say if I stumbled across someone's new clothing website I would really think twice about putting in my bank details on a website that looks a bit ropey it's 2022 we can be doing better web designs than this squarespace exists (laughs) um but also i kind of know i think we have a knowledge of the high street right and i know the quality and the expectation for primark Mm h&m um new look different high street brands i know that asos yes some things are going to come and they're going to be a really horrible synthetic like material Mm. and i think we made our peace with that a bit with asos yeah i think that people sort of know asos is a bit hit and miss but Mm. their returns policy is really good yeah a amazon's return policy is all over the shop no it's great no not everything is great some things you have to pay to return Oh, I've not had that experience. Do you have Prime? Yeah. I've not had Prime is like you put you put it in a carrier bag for all they care. <laughs> you throw it at the M the the Hermes like delivery drop-off. And as soon as they scan that barcode in, Amazon issues you a refund. It's no. like the quickest refund of I've my had, life. Yeah, I've had like all sorts where they charge you and whatever for Ooh. returning things and it's like yeah not that simple or it's different drop-offs than other yeah. places and stuff um but yeah I just feel like I don't know what the quality is meant to be yeah I don't, I don't want to play around with and it's not it's not regulated so this is one thing ASOS at least is regulated it's all under an umbrella like the whole company is owned by one person essentially who has a thing Mm -hmm. amazon is not curated whatsoever Mm -hmm. you know like it has different retailers who knows 
like like you could buy one thing that's great quality you could buy it in the blue and it might be a totally different person who's made it yeah that's the problem with amazon um and also because they're they don't regulate their pricing either like during the pandemic say when people wanted loads of love lovely furniture for outdoors because we were in our gardens more Mm-hmm. They like hike up the prices of because of the demand. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually know what the retail price is for anything on there either. Yeah, um, I I definitely agree with you in terms Sorry, of, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, in terms of the vast majority of the clothes on the website, yeah, you just don't know what to expect. Mm. I think for the drop though. The drop, I'm sure, is more regulated yeah. and, and it's it is controlled by one person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think we just have to see as more and more of these collaborations and collections come yeah. out, seeing what people have bought and what the quality was and what their opinions were. And we'll get that sort of feedback online and things. So I think we have to give it time, but I can see it working because I have seen some of these latest designs and I've been quite impressed. Really? Yeah. So they also, what they're trying to kind of jump on board with is the fact that, like you said, Zara is something like, if you see it, you buy it kind Mm -hmm. of a thing, is that these collections only drop for like 30 hours or something Mm -hmm. like that. So if you don't buy, and it's sort of, I think it's sort of they only make the run of who orders it. There's sort of something in that where it's essentially then almost like feels like made to order or what whatever. Yeah. So Something said, yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off just quickly. They it's 30 hours this drop. Yeah. And they say that it's made to order. Um, and so once that fabric, let's say the fabric is done, it's mm. done. And that's yeah. the end of it. And I think that yeah you're right it's about that impulse to buy it as yeah. soon as possible so yeah like they've totally that's like the consumer in us that's what enticed you right it was a sale items really great offer yeah and so you can't think on it because 30 hours is not that long the amount of things the amount of time it takes me to buy something say on asos mm-hmm. that thing will have been in my saved basket. Mm for probably like two or three weeks at a minimum before I buy it but that's not that's not even an option and we ask I'm if I were (laughs) I make a lot of hasty fashion decisions (laughs) and so Amazon clearly know that that is how they're going to get people and you want to support an influencer you like so that's a really Mm. clever thing um I would feel so nervous though as an influencer because it is a really short window. If people don't like, if people forget it or if it just happens to fall on a day where a few people are busy. Yeah, but that's the thing. Are your numbers bad? Like, how does that work? (laughs) This is on the, on the idea of impulse buying. And if you're on the other side of the coin and you are the influencer hoping to make your collection successful, it's interesting because Amazon doesn't preview the collection before it's released. So the only time you're going to see what is in the collection is through your favorite influencer. So Mm -hmm. for example, there's this guy like Patricia Bright. She's a big UK influencer. Um, She's had a collection and there's been a number of other 
people. And so if you're following Patricia, for example, she's going to preview the collection. She's going to do a a lookbook, let's say, Mm. on her YouTube channel, on her Instagram. And you're going to see her in those garments. And and based off of that, you're going to establish, okay, I think this is right for me. I want to get that item. I want to get that piece in that color. And that's it. That's your only way of seeing which pieces you want to buy and as you said you can't just like save it in your basket (laughs) so the success of the collection from what I can tell is solely down to the influencer and how they Mm. market it and how many people follow them and how many of their followers are really engaged with what they're doing and as you said how many of their followers want to support them like financially (laughs) um because Although Amazon is like massive company, like biggest in the world, really wealthy, they don't promote it. They just send yeah, you the promotion doesn't come from Amazon; it comes from the retailer. Uh, sorry, yeah, the influencer. The influencer. Mm. Yeah, I'd be nervous as well, but but then you know what? Like that's how you got afforded that opportunity is because you have a lot of followers. Yeah, and it will it will pay off. That's how all these things pay off. That's why influencers get the opportunities they do is because we buy into it or some somebody is. Somebody does. Otherwise, you know, like even when they get sent on a holiday and it's like, what, this is really going to make someone book a holiday to the Maldives just because they've seen this. It's like, well, it will, because that's mm. why they've, they've gifted it to somebody. Because yeah. if just two, like whatever the maths is of that many people booking to go, Mm-hmm. It, that trip's paid for itself yeah well I've signed up for the alerts I have yeah. now because I want to know what it looks like I want to I want to be on like the other side of the curtain and peep through and see like oh so this is what's the drops like yeah um, so so can you so if you sign up for the drop are you signing up for hearing about every available drop no, or do you yeah. sort of put in like a a style test or no no no. it was just like click the button sign up and then that was but it. like so are you gonna hear of like every single person who now gets a drop i think so uh-huh. <laughs> i'll let you know yeah like, um, yeah you have there to is a guy that. that i follow on instagram and he has a collection coming up so i will genuinely be curious to see what it looks like on the website yeah um one thing that i like to get your opinion on is the idea that it's made to order because I think this is a pretty big deal go and say it for the people (laughs) it's not made to order in my opinion that's the thing like do we believe it if so as a model for fashion is this a good model because I mean okay I don't want to conflate multiple things here but just because it's made to order and there's like a limited run of something. This is Amazon we're talking about. It's not like a limited run of like 10 pieces. Yeah, It's like 10 million pieces. Um, but as a model for fashion, um, what's your opinion on it? I think made to, I mean, it's, it's been attempted so many times, right? That's essentially, that's what ready to wear has tried to become in fashion. And I don't really know if that succeeded in like, I know Burberry and Stella McCartney have tried to do that where you see it. Mm -hmm. um, 
and yeah well that's essentially what ready to wear was actually wasn't it it was that you saw it you would put your order in and then you'd wait for it for sort of like six six months Once, yeah. or whatever yeah and then there's that being like the instant off the rack because people don't want to wait that long and their interest has gone somewhere else and you forget mm. that thing um so there's been all different types of models i think it would be a great one but you've got to churn that around really really quickly for it to we are so instantaneous in this world mm. like I don't want to wait more than a week. If I've ordered an item of clothing, I don't want to wait more than a week. It no, still not. blows my mind how long it takes like furniture or sofas to come, you know? I, know. I just think, you know, let's move along. Mm. Um, I, I personally just don't see that it's made to order. I think, like you said, is there a certain amount of fabric? And once that's done, that's done. Is there a maybe a thing where if it's slightly more popular, they might continue that run? Um, I don't know. Or is it like because they can reallocate that fabric elsewhere on someone else's drop, it there's no wastage and it's sort of re- it's a terminology that's representing that there's minimal wastage or something like that. I don't know. Um but yeah, I would. I think it would be really difficult for them to have that as their business model, Amazon, because they are a fast company. I'm not going to order something off Amazon and expect it to come in like two weeks. It, it can arrive the next day normally. Why would you buy something off Amazon for it to arrive in two weeks? The only reason why... And that's a fast turnaround. Yeah. If it's yeah, made to order. To make it from scratch, yeah. That is very quick. Um, the only reason that I'd be willing to wait for as long as you know two weeks to get my items is because when it turns up the quality is actually a lot nicer than what I'm expecting no but like if if I bought I don't know a dress and it arrives and I'm like you know what this fabric is actually really hard wearing and I think it'll last a long time and I'm actually impressed by the cut and the fit of it they'll be like this was worthwhile yeah but if if you've got to wait two weeks for it and it's shoddy and I can't, can I return it because it's a limited drop? Oh, mm. I don't know. I, yeah, know. that's true. And then how does sort of returns work? Um, yeah, I think I know loads of like a lot of smaller businesses, like mm-hmm. a brand called Mulby the Label, um which does quite popular they do like the like swapping over of like gingham prints and stuff like that dresses that have become really popular I know they make their runs sort of to order but again I what I almost think you can also say with that is that you also set a limit right so there's only limited there's only ever a set a certain amount of stock available yeah so it would probably be more that they go, look, we can only make 50 of these dresses, but then they sort of reallocate where those sizes fall. I don't know. But then obviously different sizes take up a different meterage of fabric. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't really know how that works. I think they're lying to us. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to accuse them of that personally because jeff bezos might be responsible for me going to space one day um (laughs) 
but no, I don't know. Like I, I want to believe them. Like I have, I have no reason to be this cynical about Amazon fashion, mm-hmm. but I just think the logistics of what you have then your fabric retailer is on standby waiting to know how many meters you want of that. Then you've also got um, the factory waiting with bated breath to know how, then when the fabric finally gets to them, how many of each size they're making. Like, yeah, I don't think there's anyone having to make that, like to do all of that just for a drop. The thing is, I think that they've probably already bought the fabric and it's with their manufacturers and they, yeah. you know i think based on past collections they have a good indication of how mm. many size 8s will go how many size 10s will be ordered how many yeah. size 12s and they you know and so on and so forth um because that is just the role of a merchandiser understanding what can we expect how many will sell through what won't sell through and the likes and so i think they have a good idea and also there's only so many exact there's only so many that can be available Mm. so they already have that limitation anyway because they've bought the fabric so I think I don't want to be that cynical either that and say it's they're lying to us because in another sense you can self-publish books on Amazon Mm. and as far as I understand they are like printed to order so that you like print on demand basically so i'm thinking if that's possible with amazon i see no reason why it can't be possible with their fashion as well yeah if if the systems are set up as they should be i think it's a nice idea in terms of less wastage if that is genuinely what they're doing i think that that's a really good thing that you know we're not just producing thousands of everything and not knowing if the demand is there for it to begin with. Yeah. And I think anyone who's starting any business, but essentially a fashion business has to be taking that responsibility on board now. Like there is just no, there is no room for excess wastage. So, and that applies even for Amazon, if they're launching new things it has to be more conscious and aware of things. And especially because it's such a big company, the amount of expectation it will have to meet certain requirements um, will be really high. So I, mm-hmm. I imagine they do have to really consider that in. And yeah, maybe they do have a really good model in place to mm-hmm. to facilitate the orders and all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, I actually don't know the lead times because obviously we haven't, we haven't ordered anything to know if there um, is a crazy lead time or anything I like that. Order something in the pursuit of market research and um, investigative. Don't blame research. us for breaking your spend. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> someone's got to take one for the team. Remember when I was going to take one for the team and buy some Kylie Swim? Well, where's that <laughs> gone, by the way? Where's oh. Kylie Swim gone? I haven't seen a well, new Kylie's drive been missing for a while, hasn't she? Yeah, but just because you don't have a swimwear body because you've just given birth doesn't mean you can't have new collections. No, but that's the basis of every business. They she's got if they are not. She's got hot enough sisters to do that job for her. I know, but it it revolves around the main character like, yeah. all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, 
I am also waiting for this next collection of Kylie Swim. Like, it's been a while. The new collection. Yeah. Yeah. She could have definitely done some with some maternity stuff or with a bump. Oh well, I mean, we're getting off track, but I think they were all trying to lay low after uh, Astro World. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, going back to the actual fashion of these pieces mm. on the website, they describe the designs as like on trend staples. Yeah, their words, not mine. And initially, when I saw various collections, I thought, oh, this is pretty basic. Like, why would I? What I've seen is pretty basic. Yeah. Exactly. Why would I spend this money with Amazon or be rushed into buying what I consider a pretty basic sundress? And also, arguably, basics are the one thing that you might spend a bit more on. It is, but I also believe that basics are something that you take far more consideration. Yeah. Really need to find that like thing that satisfies what you're looking we've for. talked a lot about you know t-shirts that we really like you like the gap t-shirt is it that yeah, yeah the yeah, long yeah, sleeve gap right. top yeah. um <laughs> like i love the and there's an and other stories white t-shirt that i really like the fit of mm-hmm. just all over i just feel like it's the right piece um and I, at the moment i'm trying to like control myself into just not buying another one of it so like, i already have one yeah um and so you just don't want to be rushed yeah and it has to yeah, a basic has to be right I actually think that it's more trend-led things that are fast and snappy mm-hmm. because yeah I think that's a bit different mm-hmm. um and yeah you want to shop around for a basic for sure you want to find the right one there's loads of iterations of a t-shirt or like a uh a black crossbody bag mm-hmm. um, and all of that stuff. I would see that say the things that I've seen are very American apparel. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine that stuff you would find in Target um, yeah. and that kind of a thing. Um, but I guess it is um, an American I think it's brand. interesting because I've seen a couple newer collections that are yet to drop and they do have some quite nice pieces it's like a staple but with like a little flair like whether it's like the cut of it or the the detailing that's a bit different but the idea of I think we have to be honest with ourselves to some extent because these influencers many of whom talk about buying basics and buying things of quality and blah 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 they're still buying new stuff all the time Thing is not a, a, a basic or a staple if y- you wear it once and then you never wear it again. No, so or you true. have all these clothes on this constant rotation and there's new pieces always being added to your collection. I think these influencers who have so much and buy so much clothes so often to turn around and say to us, oh, you should buy into this collection because it's a staple. And once you have one, you'll never need another one again. But then like, in a few months' time, they'll be like, here's my new Amazon drop. Here's my new drop of basics. <laughs> Some more basics to go with your first lot of basics. Yeah. It's just a way to make people feel comfortable about 
buying the garment. Yeah. It's like, and we've had deep discussions about this before, I think on the podcast, it's like, we, with luxury, you say, oh, I'm going to spend five times as much on this item because I'm going to wear it 50 times more than I would a basic cheaper yeah. version. I'll have so much more wear out of it. It's a classic. It's this, it's that to make us feel comfortable about buying mm-hmm. it. But at the end of the day, do we actually treat that garment with more respect than fast fashion? Probably not. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen with Amazon Drop as it does with lots of other brands. Yeah. That's so true. Um to, like I think we touched on it was it last week? with vintage and second hand terminology is so important and so yeah there's like a real not trickery in a negative way but there's a real word play yeah. on on how things are marketed like remember behind everything there is somebody marketing it mm-hmm. for consumers um and so yeah it's very clever for it to be said as basics because yeah fast fashion and trend-led fashion seem to be more throwaway mm-hmm. um and yeah it's probably trying to make its own lane so far yeah I haven't seen I mean I I just really haven't seen lots on Amazon fashion but I haven't seen maybe lots of like trendy stuff I've seen just lots of things where it comes in every colorway whether it's like a, a basic summer like sheared sundress mm-hmm and it comes in like white, green, black, blue. Um, I've seen yeah. stuff like that, or like satin pajamas. I've seen quite like basic things from what I've seen, but I also don't know if that's because that's what I've seen other influencers buying the more basic pared down stuff. I haven't yeah. seen patterns that much, for instance. Mm-hmm. I get what you mean. I think I think Amazon needs to hire us along with Chanel to help them merchandise their website yeah and actually I, I I mean I don't know how many people use their food like grocery oh Amazon Fresh or yeah but I would almost say like does it all have to be on the same platform it doesn't <laughs> because I don't it doesn't it also really frustrates me if I'm trying to buy something and it tries like you know I'll often buy certain spices or whatever that you can't find in a supermarket I'll maybe look for that on Amazon mm-hmm. I don't then want to have to spend 10 pounds because it's like you've made it a fresh item or you know yeah. um, and also for clothes I think you we've all got used to the Amazon website for buying books or whatever you go to Amazon for mm-hmm. I would say for food it needs to be nicer to search probably mm-hmm. and for sure for fashion it needs to be nicer to search like you said it needs to have better filters um and all of this stuff I think it should be yeah way more pleasant mm. um yeah I think that it doesn't need to all be you could have different tabs at the top like ASOS doesn't you know we've got yeah. men women um like outlet or whatever it is you've got the different tabs at the top let's do that yeah I agree I agree Mm. I don't know would you potentially sign up and buy something no (laughs) the amount 
I really need to unsubscribe from some emails because the amount of emails I just get for stuff is ridiculous. Mm. Um, So I don't want to add another thing to my thing. And also I'm really, I really am trying to, without implementing a no spend, I'm really trying to change the way I buy fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, just mentally, like, of course, like I'll have a, a weak moment and reward myself with something. But I think, yeah, I, I really want it to be way more, less impulsive, mm-hmm. um, shall we say. So I think that would that would only encourage impulsive spending. Yeah, I don't think this is for you. You know, it's like that kind of a thing where you suddenly like wake up the next day and you're like, yeah, I did buy those things, didn't I? And like, not that alcohol's been part of it or anything, but you're like, I just felt sorry for myself last night. You know what? Sunday nights are supposed to be the period of week. The period of week? The time <laughs> of the week that people are more likely to impulse spend and things like that. Really? Yeah. Like, for example, if you've ever listed things on eBay, then one of the tips I've heard is to have your auction end on a Sunday night or you'll get more people watching your items. Yeah or things like because it's like a lull in the week mm-hmm. isn't it you sat in bed sat in the sofa yeah. phone out you're, you're browsing you're aimlessly browsing whilst you got something on the tv and um yeah i can i can yeah test interesting you got anything else no what do you think our poll should be are people oh, enjoy- are people enjoying the drop Oh yeah, I, I want to know. I want to hear reviews mm. about the drop. Um, what's the quality like? What's the sizing like? Yes. Like, are you open to buying fashion on Amazon? I mean, yeah. most of our listeners are from the states, so based on your statistic, most of them have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That would be mine. I think that's it. Before we leave, I have to I have to mention that Amazon, not Prime, but the video, Amazon video, Spencer has come out. You know, Kirsten Dunst playing Princess Die. That's it. Yeah, it's come out. It's bad. Is it? <laughs> First of all, did you see what she wore to the Oscars? Short Is shorts. AC Chanel thing. She wore shorts. She like a short on. suit. She, I th- what I think you saw was the Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair, yeah, yeah. yeah. She wore um, like a short suit. Let me let me Google this really quickly. Um, in the meantime, yeah, Spencer, it's not good. I'm so sorry, and it's not me comparing it to the Crown because I really went into it with an open mind, even though Mr. Big and I just we agree that Kirsten she's not very good at acting she doesn't have the range (laughs) she doesn't also just not British and I would say a posh British accent is very hard to do it's a bit like when people also try and do sort of like Cockney they Mm. often overdo it Mm. and actually there are subtleties and there are things that people don't say fully posh or fully in character for certain things 
And I just don't think an American accent is going to pick up on those little innuendos. Yeah, so that's the thing. Her accent wasn't the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So So she shouldn't have been nominated for an Oscar. No, honestly, it wasn't good. So she was over-egging the Dianaisms. So the soft tone of the voice, the head tilt, the kind of like doughy eyes coyish nature she was overdoing it and she wasn't speaking in a relaxed way like a normal person would it was like she'd say a line and there'll be a pause and then a line and then a pause it was just too much um also it's not just her because whoever wrote this film just didn't do a good job of it it's focusing on her Christmas in 1991, I think, when they were all in Sandringham mm. spending Christmas together and she didn't want to be there. And it focused a lot on her eating disorder and it focuses a lot on her kind of like mental instability at the time of her like feeling like she wanted to just escape from it all. Mm. That's fine. But if you want to do an artsy film about that, you really have to hit the nail on the head. And it was just a bad attempt at that. Thirdly, all of the Royal family members did not look like the Royal family members. (laughs) She was the only one who looked like Diana. Charles, they, they did Charles a favor and the actor was better looking than actual Charles. (laughs) The children. So William and Harry didn't look like William and Harry. Um, The queen. Oh my God. It's like they got any old pensioner and gave her like <laughs> grey curls. It's not good. And I really watched it giving it a chance. Mm. But nothing can top the crown. I yeah. think also it's a real shame when things come up like this come out really close together. It often mm. is the way. Um and I just think, yeah, if like I just wouldn't have been making a Princess Diana film around the time that the Diana series of The Crown is coming out. Um, just give us some space. Because then you're just going to compare. Yep. Yeah, it was a ballsy move and it didn't pay off, I think. again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.